So let us conclude the final uh, pl- class on uh, Pekudei, the final class on the book of Shemos. When we finish, we'll say Chazak, Chazak, Venus, Chazak. Then tomorrow we'll find something interesting to talk about. Because the Pekudei is a very short parasha. Uh, not just that it's short, not just that it's so much, it's not shorter verses, 93 verses, but everything we in this parasha we've already discussed at great length. There's very little to expound upon and discuss. But I'll tell you one thing that I didn't know until this morning, okay? Something I learned brand new, and it's somewhat connected to our conversation of yesterday, about Rosh Chodesh Nisan, etc., and the order of the building of the Mishkan. So what we're going to read now, in the, last, in the sixth and seventh aliyah of the Parsha Vekodei, is how on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the first day of Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Moshe actually, I'll be read inside, and then we'll discuss when, how this happened. So the sixth aliyah says that it was... On the first day, Bachodesh Harishon, of the second year, meaning they left Egypt in Nisan of the first year of Jewish history, kind of, in the Hebrew year 2448. So Bachodesh Harishon, in the first month of the second year, so now it's exactly one year from when they left Egypt, Nisan of the year 2449. On the first day of the month, Hukam HaMishkan, the Mishkan was built, it was established, it was erected. How did it happen? So the Torah tells us, again, here you see how much this is valuable to Hashem. We already know how it was established. We discussed yesterday how they brought everything to Moshe and all that. And yet, and how Hashem told Moshe to set it up. And yet, here we read from verse number 17 all the way until verse number 34, a description again of how Moshe did it. Moshe erected the tabernacle. He set up the bases first, and he fitted the planks inside. He put in the crossbars. He erected the pillars. Then he spread the tent of goat hair, the first covering. Then he put the tap. Uh, first was the tapestries. Then was the goat hair. Then was the tachashkin on top. Then he put the uh, aron inside the uh, holy of holies. He put the rods inside the aron. He put the cover on top of the ark with the keruvin. He Everything. He brought the, he put into the tabernacle, he put the paroches in between the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the main room of the Kodesh. Um, and then he put the uh, table, the Shulchan, on the north side of the tabernacle. He put the, uh, all the bread for Hashem on top of it, all as we already explained from Shabbos to Shabbos. He placed the menorah in the south side of the tabernacle, the side of Chesed. He lit the lamps of the menorah, as Hashem had commanded Moshe. He placed the golden altar in the tent of meeting. He burnt the incense on top of the altar. All as Hashem, and he keeps saying over and over, as God had commanded to Moshe. Then he made a screen around the entrance of the whole courtyard. He placed the Mizbeach, the copper altar, in the entrance of the, of, of the courtyard. And then he went up and he himself offered the daily ascent offering on top of it. Then he placed the kiyor, the wash basin, in between the altar and the entrance to the Ohel Moe, to the actual Kodesh, which this is the, oh, the Kiar, from which Moshe and Aaron, Aaron and Son washed their hands and their feet every single day. Moshe only did it that day only, he didn't do it again, because that was the only day that he was a priest. And then he set up the courtyard and the screens going from outside into the courtyard and with this, Vayichal Moshe Esa Malacha Moshe completed all the work. Now, yesterday I told you that Moshe actually did this for seven days, right? The Torah explicitly says that what we're describing happened on the first day of the month of Nisan, on Rosh Chodesh. And the Torah said clearly in the verse, black and white. Now we know 
that there were seven days of inauguration. That was already discussed, described to Hash, from Hashem to Moshe at the second half of the parsha of Tzav that we read, read. And we're going to soon read, not next week, but the week after, the parsha of Tzav. And we're going to Shmini, how there was a seven day of inauguration offering that we discussed already. And during those seven days, the way Rashi understands the story, and the way I said to you yesterday, is that Moshe actually put up the entire Mishkan and took it down. Now that's very hard work. So I told you, the way that I understand is that Moshe had help during those seven days. Many, many people helped Moshe in the construction and the deconstruction of the Mishkan each and every day. And the command of Hashem to Moshe that you in the singular should put up the Mishkan and I will help you do it and make it, you just look like you're doing it, and I'll help you, like when you, when we discussed it, when you plant, you know, you plant grain in the ground, you, you're planting grain, you're making grain grow out of the grass, out of the earth, of course not, Hashem is making the grain grow, but you have to put the seed in, you have to look like you're doing something to give cover to Hashem, to create a natural facade in which Hashem can hide His miraculous energy, so Moshe had to pretend like he was lifting the ark, lifting the beams, lifting the curtains, and Hashem uh, actually made it happen. And it's fine. According to the Ar HaChayim, there was no Mishkan put up for those seven days. There was no Mishkan put up during those seven days. And I didn't, I just discovered that. So according to, even though I always in my mind, and that's what Rashi, she, you know, that's still what I said is correct. Rashi still believes, that's how Rashi explains in simple explanation what happened in the story of the Chumash. But there are commentaries that say that for the seven days of, the last seven days of the month of Adar, which we're now in, they brought all the inauguration offerings that were described into Tzav, and that will be described, but there was no Mishkan, there was no curtains, there was no tabernacle, there was no altar, they just brought offerings. I mean, they made some kind of makeshift temporary altar. No Mizbeach, no, they made them. Maybe they used the Mizbeach. Maybe they used it, or they made a makeshift altar. Could be they used the Mizbeach. But the building of the Mishkan didn't happen. Didn't happen. No, no building of the Mishkan. Moshe did all the offerings for the Levites, which in some way makes more sense because to build the whole Mishkan is a tremendous amount of work. It's not, not only that it's work, it's, it's you know, how much time it must have taken to put the Mishkan up, take it down. It's like, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't happen in five seconds. So, according to Archaim, there was no Mishkan. There was only inauguration offerings. And only what we're reading in today's Aliyah, when we're reading that the Jew, or the Moshe on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, on the first day of the month, actually put up the Mishkan, that was the first and only time that Moshe erected the Mishkan, it didn't happen any other time. And the Arachayim was a very good proof. I mentioned this yesterday, but I didn't really you know, fully grasp the depth of it. If you look at the description on Parshas Tzav, where it describes all the inauguration of Moshe, of the, of the Mishkan, nowhere does it mention how he inaugurated the vessels of the Mishkan. I mentioned this in passing yesterday. So here it talks, yesterday we learned, how Moshe inaugurated all the vessels. He put the oil on top, etc. He dedicated each and every vessel of the Mishkan. This description does not exist in Parshas Tzav, which is talking about the seven days of inauguration. And in the seven days of inauguration, Parshas Tzav, it, doesn't, it talks about the inauguration of the priests and how they were anointed. That's not mentioned here. Which means that there's a whole other way of understanding the whole story of the building of the Mishkan, that the seven days was the inauguration of the priests exclusively. They were inaugurated. The eighth day was the inauguration of the Mishkan. The first time that it was built on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's the only time that it was built. That's when it was inaugurated. And that's the day the Shekhinah came down. The first time it was built, the Shekhinah came down. Not that there were seven days of putting it up, taking it down. The Shekhinah didn't come in. That didn't happen. 
Mishchinah came down right away, and that was also the same day the priests right away became in charge of doing the service and all that. Just sharing that very interesting thing. Which is connected to the discussion that we had after the, after the class yesterday, me and Robert, about, Rosh Chodesh, about Nisan and Rosh Hashanah. Right? So when is the beginning of the year? Here in the Torah, in today's Torah reading, for example, is one of the many times in the Torah where the Torah t- clearly tells us that what is the first month of the year? Nisan. It's black and white. It's not some rabbinic interpretation. And it was in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that they established the Mishkan. I mean, it is, we know that that's the month of Nisan. I guess you can... But that's clear. That in the Torah, the first month of the year is Nisan. All of us know that when do we count the years from today? When do we count the years? From Tishrei. Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah is on Tishrei, right? The first day of the month of Tishrei is uh, the first day of the year that we count, the Jewish New Year, is not coming up in a few weeks. Today's Rosh Chodesh Adar. Next month is the beginning of the year. But we're not having a Jewish New Year for another six months or so, seven months. Right? We've got a whole summer to go through. So how do we understand it? So I said, yeah. So I said yesterday, this is after the thing, I'll be repeating it and I'll add to it. I'll, I'll, I'll add more. That the Talmud asks this question. The Talmud brings us two different opinions. What's the beginning of the year? And what's the conclusion that they're not arguing? Rosh Chodesh Nisan is when the world was created in thought. Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, when the world was created in action or in speech, when Hashem actually spoke and the world came to being. Meaning, and I should actually clarify, that the Rosh Chodesh Nisan actually began seven days earlier when they began inaugurating the Kohanim on the 23rd day of the month of Adar. And there was a seven day preparation period of inauguration to allow for the final completion of building of the Mishkan and sanctifying the Mishkan, dedicating the Mishkan on the first day of Nisan, just like Rosh Hashanah is the conclusion of a seven-day period. There were six days before, on the 23rd day of the month of Elul, is when God actually created heavens and earth. And on the next day, the 24th day, is when He created uh, the Rekiah, the separate, the firmament, the separate above and below. And on the 25th day, He made the, the dry land, and the earth, and the vegetation, and the trees, right? You know the story, right? Rosh Hashanah, is the day that God created man. So we, our birthday, the birthday of humanity is on Rosh Hashanah. But the point is that there's a week lead up into Rosh Hashanah, which is the day that we were dedicated, where we were created, and there's a week lead up to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So what's the difference between Rosh Chodesh Nisan and Rosh Chodesh Tishrei? Rosh Chodesh Nisan is when God, in his mind, envisioned and thought about making a world. Before you build something, what? Yeah, but before you build something, you got to think about it, right? At least if you're smart, you do that, right? The angels have birthdays. There, that's a very, very vague question because there's thousands of different kinds of angels. There's millions of angels, and there's probably hundreds of different kinds of angels. So I create a specific mission, so it's not like. There's some of these angels that exist from the time of creation, some that are created right now through our davening. When we pray today, our words of prayer created angels. So there are angels whose birthday was this morning when you prayed the morning prayer. You understand? Yeah, yeah, right now, there's angels that they were just born a few minutes ago. And if you, when you prayed, you said the words properly, and you had the right intention when you said that, then you created beautiful, healthy angels. 
if you said the words wrong and you were mumbling, jumbling them and you were doing something else, blah, 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 blah. so your angel comes to heaven, you're like, <laughs> like a little like cripple, you know, a little a mumble jumbled angel that like, you know, half, half formed. He's a little like, the words came out half formed and the angel comes a little, <laughs> he's missing, you missed half the word and like half the angel, like is out of the middle of arm, but you know, you understand what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a spiritually uh, m- malformed, m- malfunctioning angel because the words that you created the angel with. Anyway, the point is. Handicap parking in heaven. Handicap parking in heaven. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Handicap parking. Yeah. So, so the point is. Yeah. So the point is, going back to what we were saying, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, God created the world in idea, in his, in his, in his thought process. And Rosh Hashanah, what we celebrate the New Year, is when we're actually born. I gave an example yesterday. When, do you, when did your life begin? When did your life actually begin? Conception. Although, I'm not saying that we grew the Christian view of life because of conception. I'm not saying that. We don't. But on a simple level, the story of your life began the moment that you were conceived. But yet, none of us celebrate our conception day. <laughs> happy conception day, you know what I'm saying? We don't, there's no happy conception day. We make a cake. Uh, a happy conception day cake. You don't have that. It's a happy birthday cake. Why? Because we celebrate, we are living in the real world. So we celebrate the day that you actually came into the world, right? The fact that you were conceived, we don't, first of all, we don't celebrate the day that, but really, really you began to exist when you were concepted, concepted, conceived. But the celebration in this world is the day that you were born into this world. So, so to we human beings, we celebrate the beginning of the year, the day that we were born, the day that we came into reality when God actually created us. But from Hashem's perspective, from the, you know, from the perspective of God, the perspective of Hashem, when did the world really begin? When He decided to make it. When He envisioned it in His mind, which is on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And therefore, the true revelation of God's intention of creation is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. When we read that it was on the first day of the, of the first month, in the second year, that they established the Mishkan, here you are seeing what it is that God imagined in His mind when He first envisioned creating a world. It says that Hashem wasn't sure if He should create a world or not. So it says, nimlach, Who did Hashem ask advice from? If He should create a world or not, says a very famous Medrash, He asked advice from the souls of the righteous people. Meaning, all Jews are considered righteous. All the Jewish people are considered righteous. Hashem did when he asked us. He envisioned in his mind the pleasure he would get from us doing, making a home for God in this world, from us doing the right thing, the Torah, the mitzvah that we'd be commanded to do, to transform this physical place of physical matter into a spiritual home that's a vessel for Godliness to be revealed in the world. I mean, this is not a class that we know God is in the world already. God is here. But right now, God is here in the state of concealment. What does it mean that we make this world into a home for God? In a home, you are revealed in your most natural, essential state. You're at home, you're, 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 who, you're who you are. You don't need to behave, you don't need to act a certain way, and wear certain clothes. You're, you're natural. So our job is to reveal God in the world, which is the building of the Mishkan. So the building of the Mishkan, the establishment where Moshe actually builds the Mishkan and makes it into a home for Hashem, that happens on... Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the birthday of the world in God's plan for creation. God, is, you start with the end in mind. When you plan, you plan not with the process, you plan with the finished result. The finished result was the Mishkan, the revelation of God. And that... What? Well, 
Yeah, that's just how it comes out. But th- this is why we know that the month of Nisan is a month that's especially propitious, especially uh, uh, fit and prime for redemption. Why? Because what's the idea of Geula, of redemption? Redemption is about revealing God in the world. What's going to happen when Mashiach comes? God will be revealed in the world. We'll see God openly. And so therefore, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the month of Nisan, which is the month of God's vision for creation, is a month where, like when the Mishkan was built, where we most have the most spiritual energy. Mashiach can come any time. We don't need to wait for Nisan. But there's a spiritual energy of divine revelation that exists in the month of Nisan, which is very special. And let's finish off the parasha. says the Torah in the last verses, The cloud of God's Shekhinah came and rested upon and covered the tent of meeting, the Ohel Moed, the place of testimony, and the glory of Hashem filled the entire Mishkan, and Moshe was not able to go inside the Ohel Moed. Why? Because there was a cloud of Hashem's glory was resting upon it, and the glory of Hashem was filling the whole Mishkan. So one verse tells us that Moshe went inside the tent of meeting. This verse says he couldn't go inside the tent of meeting. So what's the, how do you explain the two? How do you reconcile them? So the Torah says that why could he not go in? Because the cloud was resting upon him. So when Hashem wanted, when Hashem cloud was resting, Moshe couldn't enter. But then when Hashem called to Moshe, he would lift up the cloud, and then Moshe was able to enter inside the tent of meeting, and Hashem would speak to him there. And this is how the Jews knew if it was time to travel or not. As long as the cloud rested on top of the Mishkan, the Jewish people, that was their place. When the cloud would rise up, it was time to travel. And then when the cloud would come back down, they would camp. For wherever the divine Lord says, As long as they were camped, the cloud of Hashem rested upon the Mishkan, it was visible above the Mishkan by day, and the pillar of fire will be there by night. Visible to the entire house of Israel, the Choma saved in all of their journeys. Chazak, chazak, be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen each other. Thank you very much. Okay.